0: The following podcast discusses subject matter not appropriate for children. Please use discretion when listening. This podcast and all linked or referred to materials should not be construed as medical or psychological advice, nor are our opinions a substitute for professional medical or psychological expertise or treatment. Listening and or responding to this podcast does not indicate that a professional or therapeutic relationship has been established. Welcome back to Vanilla with a Side of Kink. I am Renee, here with my husband, Dan.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: And we are continuing our story. We are now in April of 2017.
1: You know, I'm I'm super excited about this episode, and I'm also sad about this episode.
0: Why are you excited?
1: I'm excited because this is episode 52. This is... means
0: we've been doing this for a year. We
1: have put out an episode a week for 52 weeks. This is our, you know, this is, that's, I don't care what anybody says. This has been a heroic effort at some times to get episodes published.
0: Well, and I think the statistic is 90% of podcasts don't last more than a year. And we're still going strong. Yeah. We have no intention of stopping.
1: So that is why I am super excited about this episode that we have reached this point and been faithful to find the time to sit down together and go through our history, which has been quite invigorating and challenging and all the things that go with that. And at the same time, I'm very sad about this episode. Um, I was joking a little bit before we started recording to say, great episode 52 mom dies. My mom yeah. dies. We're going to talk about my mom's what happened with my mom in this episode. And and
0: I said, I think your mom would really like that.
1: I, I think my mom really would be excited to be in a, in a landmark episode of vanilla with a side of kink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely forever memorialized
1: because <laughs> my mom's name was ann and if you don't know what ann means Anne's, Anne ann means grace mm-hmm. and grace being unmerited favor favor you don't deserve mm-hmm. and my mom was always that yeah
0: okay so we started april um so by then Anne was back in her memory care facility And, you know, she was on hospice, and the thing with death is just like birth, you never know exactly when it's going to happen. So uh, we planned, I planned, for Dan and I to go spend a weekend in Idlewild, I think two nights away, just to kind of get a break and to bring, just to get him away from this reality and have a little mini vacation, a little mini recharge.
1: Because I'd been at the facility... If if I wasn't at an event, I was at the facility.
0: Yeah, and so we went to um, Idlewild, f- April seventh. Um, spent the night the seventh and the eighth. Had a great time. Mission accomplished. It was it was romantic. It was relaxing. It was beautiful. Idlewild is one of my favorite places. And we came home on the ninth, and your mom died on the ninth.
1: Yeah, she died like. Just before we arrived back to the facility,
0: so what, like around six PM? Yeah,
1: and and we walked in, and the hospice nurse was there, and she said she just passed.
0: So, in the days before we went to Otto Wild, um, the nurse had visited for a routine visit, and the hospice nurse was describing to me how the nurse was just had had arrived at your mom's just to do a normal visit. And while you're, while she was there and hospice visits are usually like an hour and I think she's sitting there doing her charting while she was there, she watched your mom start to start her terminal decline. She watched her breathing changed. your mom died of heart, heart failure. She watched it happen. And being an experienced hospice nurse, she understood what was happening. And, um, she called in what's called continuous care, which is where you have staff members with your mom. 24-7, 24/ seven like just the whole time just just to, just to provide hands-on care. So when we walked in the nurse was telling me that because obviously I have a medical social work background so she was she was explaining to me what she had seen. Um, and how fortunate she felt that she was there just to witness it so that – because otherwise the alternative would have been if your mom hadn't started to decline while she was there, she would have left. The facility caretakers would have had to notice a change in mom not being as highly trained as a hospice RN. It would have taken them a little longer to notice it. They would have called hospice when they noticed it. Hospice would have sent an RN out at that point And then – continuous care would have gotten started. So, the fact that the nurse was there just made everything happen more quickly. And because continuous care was there, that also made us much more comfortable with the idea of going to Idlewild because right. we knew mom was not going to be alone. Dan's dad, by the way, was out of the country when this happened.
1: Yeah, dad dad had a lot of things happening in 2017. Um you know, I wish I don't even can't even tell you the stuff going on. My dad had Um, a patented project thing that he was working on that he was was going around the world and he was helping people and in in a way that he knew my mom would have wanted him doing that. And a lot of people were not happy that dad was not there with her um, regularly, but I was okay with being here for her. And it was, it was, he needed to do the things he needed to do. And it it was hard.
0: it, it It was absolutely hard. And obviously I have a lot of experience with hospice and I told you and your dad with a hundred percent confidence and authority that people choose the moment of their death. They choose when to take that last breath. And if they want you with them, they will wait for you to get there no matter how long that takes. And if they want you not there, they will pass when you are not there. So, um, and any combination thereof, if they want child A there, but child B not there, they will make it happen. And that's what happened. So your mom died right before we walked into the room and the hospice nurse was there and said to us, she just passed. And so she didn't want you there watching her take her last breath. She didn't want your dad there. Um, and and that's that is a hundred percent the truth. With all my experience, I have seen that play out time and time again. And that tracks with your mom because your mom was so kind and so loving. She was not going to want you to be in a situation that you were going to feel awkward, in addition to sad, to be there.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I I remember walking in and then the hospice nurse saying that she just passed and walking over to her and being. Feeling relieved for her, yeah, um, and kissing her on the forehead and saying goodbye.
0: Yeah, it's even hard to talk about now. Yeah, yeah. so we were both very relieved that she had passed, mm-hmm. and we called your dad, obviously, and your dad was also very relieved. Yes, and um, so that was that was the ninth. And then the fifteenth, you left for Boston. Boston,
1: right? I had a conference
0: on a business trip, right? And then, but then this was kind of crazy how this all worked out because your dad was going to be in. Did he? Did he intentionally change his route to be yes, in Maine? Yes, he did. So
1: he changed. He he met me. So between the 9th and the fifteenth, we had my mom cremated,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I got the ashes um to travel to Boston and my dad rerouted himself to Boston so that he could take my mom's ashes to her family family plot plot up in Maine. Okay. Um and so it just just was the way it worked out. It just was kind of
0: it, but it's kind of it was kind of cool that you're already across the country, your dad's already flying somewhere <laughs> towards America. It's like <laughs> let's meet in Boston. Yeah. It that was kind of cool. And so, so tell tell our listeners about your you're transporting your mom's ashes.
1: So it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's you know there there's obviously the solemnness to knowing that you're taking your mom to her final resting place from San Diego, California, um, and I, I packed my mom's ashes in my carry on as, as, as you're as you're supposed as to. I'm supposed to, and you know, it's all sealed up and and you all the required
0: things. permit with you.
1: So. We, I go through the TSA check and I'm, I'm, you know, I fly so much, I flew so much of the time that I was all, you know, TSA pre and all the things and I got, but they still, they needed to open my luggage. And you got,
0: he got randomly got chosen. Ran in, yeah.
1: And so <laughs> I got a trainee TSA agent um, with an experienced agent. And I just told them, I said, I just want you to be aware that my mom's ashes are in, I'm transporting her she, that are in there. And it just changed the it just kind of changed the way they were going through the luggage
0: you said you described it to me as they were very deferential. The training agent was teaching a trainee, right. okay, this is what you do. this is what you're looking for, the permit. this is how like he was doing a really good job yeah, very respectful job
1: so it was it was um it was interesting it was uh. Definitely one of those experiences you don't necessarily want to go through every day, but nor no. would you
0: and part of me is envious that you had such grief because that means you had a good relationship with your mom.
1: I did, I had a great relationship so
0: and I do not have any grief about I my parents.
1: Understand that.
0: <laughs> so pros and cons.
1: But uh, so I met my dad in Boston and we exchanged bags. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um I'm wondering if my dad was actually helping me at that conference. I think my dad actually that's part of why he was going there.
0: Oh, maybe. And maybe he was well, helping me. That's even me at that weirder conference. timing then. Your mom so, your mom worked that out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah.
0: like, let's gonna we're gonna make this easy and, and everybody. So,
1: um and my dad helped me with that conference. We were downtown Boston. And dad, I was actually going from Boston to connecticut for training
0: okay
1: and dad went up to up to maine but during that trip um i decided to do some memory making myself um i think my dad and i my dad and i before my dad left my dad and i visited his brother that's the other thing that happened oh okay visited uh terry and jan and so we spent one night with them, uh-huh. just kind of catching up. And I haven't seen—you know—I don't see them very often. And I saw one of my cousins I haven't seen for almost thirty years. And I got pictures of my childhood houses. The yeah, different you guys houses. went out and s- no, I did this on my own. My dad, dad left. But this is oh, okay. like me going to Connecticut. The all these houses were on the way.
0: Gotcha. So I
1: kind of made this really special trip just to go to. Um, Belrica and Norfolk and several of the towns along the way to actually experience, you know, see, see some, cause you know, my childhood home to me was so much bigger and it's, it's situated completely differently than how it's situated today mm-hmm. from the road and the big power lines. I, so I look at that picture and I go, that's not how I remember that house, Yeah, but obviously it was the house. Yeah. So I remember I you know, I drove by the church I my parents took me to religiously, shall we say? <laughs> Fun and <intended>. uh, <laughs> um and the stories I could tell you about that place, yeah, you know, me being the, the young, young child in a church, a Baptist church at that point in time. And <sighs> um but yeah, hey, life life is full of opportunity. And the fact that my mom worked it all out for that to happen and my dad to be able to drive up to Maine and and see my mom's family and have my mom taken to the to the crypt before uh, where her family was all buried.
0: Your mom was finally at peace. Yes. And I never got to know her pre-dementia, but I, I knew her with dementia and her quality of life was just never no. what it needed to be.
1: And fortunately, my mom never forgot who I was. She wouldn't remember anything else, but she (laughs) did not forget who I was. Um, So, nonetheless, you know, we got all that handled. And I did the traveling uh, around the country.
0: So, the other story I wanted to tell that relates to your mom passing is. So y'all have heard that I'm, I hear voices in my head and I have abilities to see things and hear things and sense things that other people don't. So that part of me, that psychic part of me was like, where the heck's your mom? Why hasn't she come to say hi? Why hasn't she come to visit? I take it very personally when, when loved ones pass and don't come visit me. Um, So months went by I don't know how many, but at least three months went by. And she had never come to visit. She had never given me a sign, shown me her presence, nothing. And I believe that spirits are drawn to people that can sense them. So that's why I'm like, she should come. She should be coming to me because she knows I can sense her. So until one day. So my house, the first floor of the house is a very open f- floor plan. Um, but you cannot see the front door from the kitchen, but because it's a very open floor floor plan floor plan, it's um, you can hear everything. So one day, I am at the kitchen sink doing dishes, and our dog Stanley is laying on his bed adjacent to the kitchen. So where he's laying, he also cannot see the front door. So he's laying there asleep. And I'm doing dishes. And all of a sudden, I hear a female voice saying, hello, like it was one of my neighbors coming to the front porch. And it was so loud. Like, it was so clear that I I, I actually got a little scared for a second. And I thought, there's a stranger in my house. And I literally looked for the closest knife. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I look at my dog to see if my dog is concerned. Stanley has woken up ears peaked facing the front door. So he heard it too. And then he gets up and very calmly walks towards the front door. Doesn't bark. And this is a dog that barks at everything. Meanwhile, I'm I've dried my hands. I have not picked up a knife. <laughs> I've calmed down for a second and I, I exit the kitchen fully expecting to see like one of my neighbors standing at the front door or right inside the front door. Um, and there's no one there there's no one there and from my front door you can see straight out you can see the street if anyone had been there and like walked away i would have seen them this all all this transpired in a matter of seconds um and the fact that stanley didn't bark but clearly heard the same noise i heard at the same time i heard it is proof to me that that was your mom Mm. your mom came by to say hi finally So, and then since then, your mom's come come to me psychically a couple times, mostly just to say hi and to pass on to you that she loves you, misses Mm -hmm. you. But, so, do you want to maybe kind of wrap up this episode a little early? I know this has been an emotionally impactful episode for you.
1: I don't know. I mean, there really wasn't a, I mean, there's just so much that happened that April- from a standpoint of the vanilla side of life and i i i know we were transitioning to the new facility for events um uh, as far as moving classes and 201 and things to the new facility
0: yeah i think we officially started at the new facility in may like the first week of may
1: for uh, for 201 for 201 but for open practice um for the rpnis i think we were already there in april yeah um and so just all that transition and i have to thank all the people that were around at that time you know with my mom's uh, my mom passing they they kind of just picked up the ball and oh my gosh
0: yes our people are wonderful we're so so blessed and so lucky and uh it just you know
1: I'm just grateful for the community we have around and for the people that that have supported me and for my lovely wife, who was not my wife at the time, but (laughs) is now. And
0: And then May 1st is when we picked up our license plates.
1: Oh, yes. So for a couple episodes, we'd ordered them, but now we get to pick them up.
0: No, I already told the story how the DMV lady was like, wow, you guys are really in love.
1: Yeah, that couple. (laughs) Um, And so we get to step into being that couple. Uh, now with the license plates on the car. So um yeah I think we could I think I think it would be okay to end this episode a little early having the fifty second episode be just a little special.
0: A little special. I like that.
1: Um and we can jump into the fifty third episode with uh a,
0: a new perspective a, on a, lots of a things. Very,
1: very interesting event. Um
0: what time are we at?
1: We're at about twenty minutes right now. Okay. So I'm still, I know you guys can't see me, but my nose is running. My eyes are watering. You know, that liquid stuff that comes out of your eyes. Yeah. So
0: Talking about, um, talking about your mom is hard for you.
1: So, which, you know, it's sad for me because I know it's not the same for you. And that's, Right.
0: Well, like I said, there's pros and cons. I mean, I did not have to experience any grief when my parents died. Yeah. If anything, I was. Felt a lot of freedom, a lot of happiness.
1: So, I don't know that we've told people that you're... we
0: have not. Now he just did. you just did. My parents have the, died in the recent months.
1: So, and we've continued to make podcasts without mentioning it. Yeah. Yes, but we'll get there. You're gonna just gonna have to wait for <laughs> wait
0: till 2023
1: episode. <laughs> no worries. Episode uh, 127 for
0: 127 more like 469. Uh,
1: we'll have, we'll get there, but uh, it's it's. it is very interesting how our families were very, very different and the same in a lot of ways Uh, and the, the, just the different choices. And I'm just so thankful for all the pieces that have come together uh, to make my life what it is today. Yeah. Uh, And as we're recording this, you know, we're recording this episode on the Thanksgiving weekend. And so it is a weekend where we get to be very thankful for all the, support and the community and the uh, the staff we have and um the people in our lives who make a difference mm, absolutely and we're so grateful for all of that absolutely so, so 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 much so um but let's end it here
0: um okay so then we will pick it up next time with may of 2017 and lots of fun stuff no more sadness lots of fun stuff lots of fun stuff happened yes. in may <laughs> May, May, May. Because yeah. May, is, May is the month we usually go somewhere. May is my birthday mm-hmm. month. May is fantastic.
1: There's a lot happening in May.
0: All right. We'll talk to you guys next week, everyone. Thank you for listening. Take care. Take care.
1: Good care. Bye-bye.